All right. And here we go. Welcome to another gripping, thrilling, hopefully humorous and insightful episode of the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Paul. With me, as always, my co-host, Patrick Terry. And welcome. This is our last, it's not an impromptu, it's kind of scheduled, recording. Last regular recording of 2019. Um, we have a special best of, worst of, slash Golden Globes review-ish type thing. Uh, that'll drop Wednesday. And then that'll, I guess, technically be our first one dropped for the year, for yeah. 2020. Drop New Year's Day, so look forward to that. But anywho, yeah, uh, that's so this is our last last regular episode of the year. That doesn't really feel like it, but it, I guess it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so without uh, further ado, Patrick, what's new? Well, you know, this week was the holidays, Christmas, so it was mostly just filled with work, gifts during Christmas Day morning, and then getting stuffed before work. There you go. Stuffed on work at work. And then, um, that's pretty much it. Okay. Oh, I did finish my book. You did? Yeah, I finally finished my book, so I'll be ready to start the new one probably Monday, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's so, exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what was the name of the book again? What I just finished reading? Yeah. It was uh, The Fall, and it's book two from the Strain series. Okay. Yeah, so, that's right. The Strain, <laughs> The Fall, and then Night Eternal is the third book. Okay. But... I'm taking a break from the series to read uh, Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for your book review on that one yeah. on the movie podcast because <laughs> they are making a movie of it. So it'd be good to have some insight to it. And I forgot where we left off. You came in and. <laughs> oh, you're just saying you're waiting for the review of. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Book, because the book, because the, the movie's coming out. Thank you. Yes. I think this will be the first time reading a book before seeing the movie. So. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. But it was more or less coincidence. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, oh, they're making a move, movie out of the book. All right. I can actually have some sort of... Uh, reference. Yeah, reference from it. Yep. That's so, kind of my reaction when this last podcast when I mentioned it and you said, oh, it's going to be a movie. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. No, now I'll, I can say, well, that wasn't... What the like the movie. movie. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you can be one of those. <laughs> We'll try not to be one of those guys. Yeah. Be I'm usually guys. that way with uh, with Nicholas Sparks books. Yeah. That's because that's my weakness. Okay. See you no more. Um, sorry, York was telling me goodnight. So, goodnight, buddy. <laughs> now, I know it's not goodnight because he's actually going to go and play on Switch for a little bit. But, yeah. but he also knows not to stay up too late. Right. He's usually pretty good about it. Um. But yeah, uh, usually I've either read and or listened, well, read. I've listened to on audiobook most of the Nicholas Sparks books, and I'm not ashamed of it. I, I like them. The, um, at a time when I was writing creatively, um, I'd write those kind of stories, those right. kind of cheesy kind of love story type things. Of course, my, most of mine didn't have any sort of like faith-based background to it. Like there wasn't some underlying theme like that yeah um but they were similar and i, I like these and so and i like all the movies that's kind of unpod unapologetic about going to see those because i enjoy them they're they're i mean they are what they are they're predictable they're very formulaic but they're still entertaining so uh i was actually just thinking the other day how it was weird and that they hadn't had one out in a couple of years so i was kind of curious right that's why they still haven't made um one of my favorite ones around the bend still haven't made that one yet i'm kind of waiting they made the best of me so i was excited about that because that was one of my favorites um i think safe haven's still my favorite though julian huff and uh josh Dumel. colby smolders is in it too so i think the only one i've seen is the notebook yeah yeah most people that's most people that's the only one they've seen it was a while i watched i was like well it's actually not bad. Yeah, it's not. I don't know it's, why people talk bad. I'm like, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Ryan Gosling's the man. I, yeah. I love him. Good actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, basically, I did the same thing. I worked um, Christmas morning, or I watched Die Hard Christmas Eve, because that's what you do. Um, after Grayson went to bed, 
uh, watched Die Hard, got everything ready for Christmas morning, I sure Santa had everything he needed, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I got up early, because I still had to go to work, right. uh, Ruth was not as easy to get up out of bed, um, it was 5.50 when she finally got up, and I was able to wake Grayson up, and uh, so they came downstairs, Grayson was very excited about our Santa gifts and she opened like four other presents and then I had to leave for work. Yeah. Apparently throughout the day she was like going through and sporadic, you know, like intermittently grab a present and then open it and had to be reminded, you know, if you open them now, you're not going to have anything whenever daddy and Bubba get home to open. So she kind of listened. She only had about two to open when we came home. Dang. But the the main thing is that uh, this will be in the picture of the uh, of the episode with the sign is Grayson's gift to me. Uh, if you haven't seen it already on social media, is she they were at Books a Million. I guess trying to find me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they <laughs> she was very adamant about this gift, and according to both of them, she was very insistent that this is what she wanted to get me. Uh, now, mind you, with some frame of reference, she did say she wanted to get my wife a creepy doll for Christmas. She she's like, I, I just want to get I want to get mommy a creepy doll, and then she start laughing. She like, you know, when asked why, she would just start laughing because which is not creepy at all, but <laughs> probably because she has a doll and it kind of looks like one of those older dolls that can be kind of creepy that she had gotten for free at a garage sale. So we always refer to it as the creepy doll. So I guess, I guess because she thinks that's funny, she wanted to get her something like that. Right. Instead, I was the recipient of said creepy doll (laughs) as, uh, as my gift was a uh, pop figure, the Funko pop figures. It was the Annabelle from Annabelle comes home pop figure. So creepy doll achieved. At least it's the cute version of Annabelle. And yeah, I mean, it's still kind of creepy. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly, I laughed so hard when I opened it. I was like, "This is." And the fact that she was so insistent that this be my gift, and how excited she was to give it to me, I was like, "Seriously, it's the best gift ever." And I just, I just absolutely love it. It's, it's so weird and so different, but I can't help it. I, I think it's hilarious. I love it. So, so yeah. So after work, uh, picked up your came home, opened presents. York was very happy. You know, both kids were, and, you know, it's, it's, so that's all that really matters. So we had, and then we just chilled the rest of the day, and then, yeah, work. I mean, kids don't have any function, you know, don't have anything because it's break. True. They just have fun with their gifts. Yeah. And it's so true. I know the memes have been going around. You know, it's that time, it's that period between Christmas and New Year's that you don't really know what day of the week it is, what time it is. Should you or should you not start day drinking? <laughs> yes. And, I mean, all of which I agree with. Because uh, I think it was Friday and I thought it was Tuesday. Yeah. At work. Yeah. Mind you, I've worked every day. Like, I, I worked on the holidays. So it shouldn't be really like it's that far off. Like, it should be really, it shouldn't really mess up my work schedule. Right. But, but it did somehow. Some Christmas miracle, I guess. It it, it screwed up my, my schedule. I'm like what day is oh my god what day is it and then i i honestly can't remember that it was friday yeah thursday for me felt like friday so i thought friday was gonna be saturday and i was like no 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 yeah. still got two still more days did, yeah <laughs> well and it didn't help because ruth also worked friday uh, and she's normally off so that threw everything off too yeah <clears throat> so much so we forgot to put our trash out so that <laughs> that should tell you something but no it was uh but it was good it was good i'll say one thing i'm kind of sad the first year I did not watch a Christmas story. I had it on in the background, and I think I was doing laundry. But I, I mean, nothing. Not even a clip. Nothing. Wow. I was like, wow. That sucked. <laughs> that bothered me all day at work. I was like, man, I have not watched this. And then afterwards, instead of going home to watch the last showing of yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Star Wars. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, just as good. So it's not cool. better. That's cool. I'll pick back on it next year. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's a shame they won't have it on, at yeah. least more than once. Yeah, I'll probably be off that Christmas. I know, right? Yeah, um, yeah no, it... I'm trying to think. I know we watched Polar Express once, which is just the right amount of times you need to watch that. <laughs> um, I watched Die Hard because like, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think the kids really watched... We didn't watch Emma and Otter's Jug Band Christmas. We usually watch that. We did watch Elf. Really started to. I was, <laughs> excuse me. I don't think we made it all the way through, yeah. but we did at least have it on for a while. And uh, I think my daughter watched Paw Patrol winter episodes, so the Christmas Paw Patrol episodes. But yeah, that's about it, movie wise. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Okay. So yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, and Ruth did put one. Hallmark Indoor Lifetime movie called Eve's Christmas or something like that. I don't know. I, I came I came home halfway through it, so yet I was still able to follow the story. Wow. It's a it's a miracle. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It's I've seen it it wasn't too bad. I, I did ask, I go this was made like fifteen years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was made fourteen years ago. I wasn't far off. I don't know. I, and all I and the only thing I had to reference it was the clothing. The clothing told me. Yep. Clothing told me everything. And the fact they didn't have cell phones. So uh, that's that's another key one. Yeah. Um, well, not cell phones, but they didn't have smartphones. Yeah. I don't think they even had cell phones in the movie. So. Wow. I wonder what they did with themselves then. They <laughs> talked and interacted. I know. And did things. Kids fell outside. Yeah. <laughs> fell in love and stuff. Ugh. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into it? Yeah. All right. I think it's my turn. Um, by the way, uh, cold update. Still have it. Still have upper respiratory. Not as bad. I don't have any cough drops laid out this week. Um just a couple of coughs here and there. So, right. fairly intermittent, so hopefully this will go a little bit smoother. Uh, anyways, so the two I'm going to talk about, I didn't make it out to the theater. I really wanted to go last night and the night before. Actually, the past three nights, I have not been able to make it. So, I Netflixed it up because I can always do that from the house. Right. Uh, the movies were just starting way too late for me to go, uh, so... But York and I are going to go watch Star Wars and 40X on uh, tomorrow. So pretty much fun. probably we'll be in concessions or at least at, at the theater whenever the episode drops tomorrow. So there you go. Cool. Um, so I can't wait till the next episode so I can talk about my first 40X experience. And then in York's too, to be honest. Uh, he's already seen Star Wars with his mom. I have not. So, But he's agreed to go see it again because he said it's his favorite. So That's cool. Yep. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is called The Two Popes. This movie is on Netflix. It stars Jonathan Price and it stars uh, Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. They uh, it does take it is nominated for Golden Globe. Uh, let me pull my Golden Globe notes out real quick, and I can tell you which ones because I know we did the episode. Uh, That's motion picture comedy, motion picture comedy. There we go. Uh, I know that it is nominated for best motion picture in a drama, and that I know either one or both. Johnson Price it is nominated for best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, and I do believe Sir Anthony Hopkins is nominated. For best uh, for best supporting actor, yes, in any motion picture, they didn't even waste the time on separating it between comedy and drama. There's going with uh, any picture. So, all right. So the story is uh, based on a true story. Obviously, it's a uh, it's behind the Vatican walls. The conservative Pope Benedict and the liberal future Pope Francis must find common ground to forge a new path for the Catholic Church. So, uh, 
so uh, Anthony Hopkins plays Pope Benedict and Jonathan Price plays Pope Francis, the current Pope that we have. Um, it, so it's interesting. It's an interesting story because it's not one, it's not one that's been told before. It's not one you really think of, but it is fairly interesting. It kind of goes into what it, it delves into what the functionality of choosing a new Pope, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, what all goes into doing that more so than what was the one angels and demons, the Dan Brown book and or movie Tom Hanks and Ewan McGregor anyways not one the, it's not a very good one uh, but that's essentially what that movie's about so in the in the Illuminati and blah 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 so this one focuses on uh, they're having to choose a new Pope the ceremony that fought you know in the inner chamber when they lock the doors and everything and they basically, I guess, discuss and try and, I guess, uh, I hate to use, use the word pimp out, but they try and, basically, they're trying to, like, you know, hey, I think, I you know, so-and-so would be going, yeah, maybe, you know. They, right. It's like politicking, more or less, for popes. Okay. Politicking popes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, they all vote, and then they, uh, if they can have, reach a, reach a, uh, it doesn't have to be unanimous, but it has to be, I guess, a certain amount, certain percentage, um, then to be chosen. Otherwise, they have to go and do some soul searching or whatever, some praying, and then they go back and they vote again. Okay. And so anyways, Anthony, uh, Pope Benedict gets chosen, and then it shows uh, Pope Francis going back to Buenos Aires and doing work there. He's wanting to retire anyways. Um, but then all the the scandal breaks out about all the different priests having um, the cover-up of all the sexual relations between the priests and children and stuff like that. Yeah. That story breaks, and Pope Benedict is having a hard time trying to figure out what to do okay. to kind of fix the problem. So he kind of leans on on Pope Francis for... Guide, not really guidance, but you know they kind of talk about different things, and then it kind of gets to where they have these theological discussions, which are very interesting, and I actually kind of really enjoyed um, watching because you know you get to see them kind of hash out their what their thoughts are on how the church, you know, the direction the church should go and how they kind of butt heads, but yet they're still really good friends. Right, and then uh, and. So they end up, uh, it's, you know, they, it shows their, it's a relationship movie, it's a character piece, but it's really good to see how they, you know, the talks that they have and how they kind of help shape, you know, try and change things for the Catholic Church to make it better. And then uh, Pope Benedict trying, more or less trying to be sure that, or not accepting Pope Francis's uh, retirement. Um, so because he wants to step down and then nominate him as the new pope, and that's how Pope Francis, more or less, you know, then the votes, and then he has to, and then he basically makes a huge change in the way the Catholic Church views very di- various different topics. You know, it makes a big, huge sweeping change, and so it's it's very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, now, do I think that it's Wordsworthy? That's another question. Right. It's an entertaining film. It's a little, it's a little dry. I mean, there's not a whole lot of humor in it. I mean, it's a drama. It's very much a drama, but there's no real levity. I mean, there's a little bit, but there's, yeah. it's a pretty, just kind of, you know, just kind of. There's no big stakes, I guess, is a good way to put it. It's basically just conversations. I guess the stakes would be just. Uh, I guess the driving force would be like, you know, because of the scandals and everything right. and how the church deals with that. It's kind of the overwhelming plot behind, you know, this, I guess, the driving force and how to change things and how to, um, you know, who can lead the church. I guess that's kind of the driving force. It's, 
But there's not like, you know, there's a villain in it. Okay. Except for the priests that did the acts. I guess those would be the villains, but you never see them. Right. Um, so, but it's interesting. It's an interesting character piece. Um, I really did. I actually did really like John Jonathan Price in this role, and I can see why he got nominated. Anthony Hopkins, I just kind of think he phoned it in. I don't think he phoned it in. I just thought he was okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he Hannibal and Hannibal Lecter did. You know where he just. I don't even want to say like phoned it in there, but he just. It was very just like okay, we get it. You're hamming it up a bit much. Yeah. You know, I just thought he was just okay. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just fine. I mean, it's an Anthony, it's a good Anthony Hopkins performance, but I don't think that he. I think if somebody else was in that role, I think they would have done just as good of a job. If that makes sense. Basically, but I didn't necessarily have to have him in it. No, yeah. but I mean, he, but he was a good fit. I'm just saying, he just, I'm just saying, you probably could have replaced him. I mean, his performance just didn't stand out. It wouldn't have changed the movie. Yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't really think it changed the performance any. Okay. So, or, you know, yeah, I don't think it really would have, I don't think he really brought too much. But I really like Jonathan Price in this. He, and I've liked him. He's one of those character actors you see in all all the movies. Very interesting because he played the president slash Zartan in the G.I. Joe movies. It's really weird. Anyways. He's been in plenty of other movies that are a lot more notable and movies you'd want he you'd want to say, Well, I actually liked you in and then fill in the blank. He okay. G.I. Joe's not gonna be one of those he's gonna want you to say. Dang. But that's what I recognize him from. Um because unfortunately guilty pleasures and I'm a G.I. Joe fan and those movies are bad. I I agree, those movies Kinda are bad. Like Transformers, but you still watch them because of big robots. <laughs> yeah, and your childhood. Yeah. The second one had the second GI Joe actually had characters and the vehicles from the actual TV show and or toys. First one's just no. It was just there. It's just a whole box of no. Okay. Also, the second one had the Rock, so you know, and Bruce Willis, so that kind of helps. And it was directed by John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians and Step Up Three, Three D. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, trivia. Um, so speaking of trivia, on the speaking of trivia on the two popes, yay segues. Uh, let's see here. So Jonathan Price uh, commented on his physical resemblance to Pope Francis at the Toronto International Film Festival. He said the day Pope Francis was declared pope, the internet was full of images of me and him, and is Jonathan Price the pope even? My son texted me, Dad, are you the Pope? So, there is some resemblance, not any. But, uh, and I guess originally it was called, the movie was called The Pope, but after Anthony Hopkins signed on, they changed it to The Two Popes. Because, you know, egos. Right. Um, I must be a part of the title. I know, right? <laughs> um,. Basically, uh, oh, also uh, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins are both Welsh, so they both are from Wales. Um, this is Jonathan Price's fourth time playing the Cardinal. He previously played one in Stigmata, The Affair of the Necklace, and Wolf Hall. Uh, let's see. It says more than half the movie is subtitled. I did forget that it is subtitled because. It shows uh, Pope Francis speaking, I guess, Portuguese. Okay. From Argentina. No, they speak. I don't think it speaks Spanish. I think it speaks Portuguese. Someone's yelling at me in their car. I can already tell. <laughs> I've never been there. I don't know. I'm kind of one. I'm lame that way. Anyway, speak a different language. Yeah. Um, so there will be reading involved. <laughs> yes, exactly. There will be reading, but it won't be a whole lot. So. Well, if it says over half, but anyways, you won't you won't realize it. Um, so yeah, uh, I would definitely I'd recommend this movie. I think it's good, especially if you're one of those people that want to be sure you watch at least the Best Picture nominations for 
the Golden Globes, so to kind of have an idea to make your picks. Yeah. Then yeah, I would, I would totally watch this, because I do think it. Like I said, it's good. It's a good character piece. Jonathan Price is great in it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really good um, and very entertaining. So, um, you know how I've been telling you I'm going to go see Cats to take one for the team? And you asked me tonight if I was still planning on going to see Cats to take one for the team? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still planning on going to see Cats to take one for the team. Um, am I in a rush? Obviously, apparently not. I, I did look at the times to go see it last night. It was like at 1030. I got no. I mean, I was getting about it's, it. I've heard it's supposed it, to be getting some DLC for some new CG. <laughs> watch it. Oscar nominated for special effects. So, um, but yeah. So anyways, for the second movie, we're going to talk about, or at least for me, I'm going to talk about Six Underground. Also on Netflix. Um, yeah, I took one for the team. I didn't even realize it till I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is another this, one. <laughs> this is a, I'm I'm making up. Patrick's taken two. He's had 47 meters down. He's had occasion. He's had Black Christmas. I guess this is my Black Christmas, <laughs> or my 47 meters down. I guess because it has a number in it, it'll be my 47 meters nope. down. All right. So six underground um, on Netflix. It's uh stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Melanie Laurent. If you've seen the Now You See Me movies, she was in the first Now You See Me. She was the blonde, um, I believe. Is that right? No, she was in Glorious Bastards. No, she's in both. Yep, in Glorious Bastards and also in Now You See Me. Also stars uh, Dave Franco, Corey Hawkins, who I really like. Uh, he was in Straight Out of Compton. He was the one that played Dr. Dre. Okay. Uh, He's also in uh, Kong Skull Island. Um, he's John Goodman's yeah. sidekick, whatever you want to call it, partner. And he, he was on Walking Dead, but he just kind of, his character disappeared and we haven't seen him. <laughs> I don't think I even knew that. Yeah. And he was in the, you know why he probably disappeared? Because he 24. <laughs> yeah, he went and did 24. Yeah, and that disappeared which is, too. <laughs> yeah, but I liked him in it. Like, I... I liked him. I don't know. I didn't really like the story yeah. that they were doing, but I did like him, and I don't think that's any of his fault. Right. Now, I liked, yeah, I liked his character. I liked what his character, the way they did his character. I just, this plot itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The plot's what I have a problem with. Okay. Not, not so much his character or motivations or anything. Um, but I've always, but I've really liked him as an actor since, since 24 and straight out of Compton and all that. So I get really, I, it's kind of, it's kind of stupid. I kind of get excited whenever I see him on. I was like, dude, oh, good, Corey Hawkins is. I know, I know it'll be all right. Yeah. It, it didn't happen in this movie though. Dang. However, he's one of, Bryce he's Lyon. about the only character I liked in this movie, mind you. Ryan Reynolds is in this movie, and Corey Hawkins is about the only one I actually liked in this movie. Dang. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, not in this movie though. Uh, I think they wrote him a check, and he's like, "Sure, just, just do like thing. do your thing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that actually got irritating after a while. Yeah. Like him doing his shtick, I was like, "Bruh, you're like an 11." And I'm sure Michael Bay, who directed this movie, which should tell you everything you need to know about this movie. Yeah, probably told you to be at 11. And you're like, probably should have kept it at like a six, maybe a seven. At six, because it's six underground. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so what is this ridiculous movie? All right. So this ridiculous movie is, <laughs> oh god! So here's the tagline for it, or the summary for it. What's the best part of being dead? It's the freedom, the freedom to fight evil, which works in our world. Six underground's group of unnamed individuals have chosen to change the future. The team's brought together by enigmatic leader, codenamed One, whose soul whose sole mission is to ensure that he and his fellow teammates will have their actions remembered. Okay. Does this not sound like something a 14-year-old probably wrote? Okay, 12-year-old. Or a bot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more or less. And that's why I can't remember any of their names, because they were numbers. 
And guess what? So they just had numbers. There weren't. There was no real names. Apparently not. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that being said, if you still want to watch this, I will tell you the. I'll tell you about the rest of this movie. And if you just want to hear me kind of talk about why this movie was kind of a hot mess, even for a Ryan Reynolds film, that I've seen most of his movies. The bad I've seen Buried, which actually isn't that bad. I did, yes, I saw X Men Origins Wolverine. You see Green Lantern. I own the extended cut of Green Lantern. Same here. <laughs> I found it unopened at McKay's for like two bucks. I'm like, eh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen. Let's see here. We're trying to scroll through the credits to see what else. Not seen the voices. I've seen R.I.P.D. That was different. Yeah. Put it my Ruth loves it. That's her guilty pleasure is that movie. Um, seen Safe House, which is okay. Yeah. It's all right. Um, let's see. Paperman. I actually like Paperman. Paperman's an independent film. Okay. Jeff Daniels. Instead of watching this movie, go find these movies. <laughs> Paperman starring Ryan Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, and I think Catherine Keener's in it. It's a smaller movie. Oh, Emma Stone. Lisa Kudrow, Kieran Culkin, uh, why did I think Chris Parnell, I don't know why I thought Catherine Keener's in it, seems like the movie she would be in. Basically, a washed-up writer forms an unlikely friendship with a teenager from Long Island, and the writer's writing a superhero story, and Ryan Reynolds is the superhero character that appears as basically like a hallucination. So he comes to life. And it's really kind of charming. Like, super charming. That's from 2009. Okay. So, um, one of my favorites of his that nobody else has seen. But I can wait. It's one of the first... Well, no, not one of the first. Um, it's called Fireflies in the Garden. Which sounds lame. But the story's actually fairly good. So, uh, it's, the Taylor family is devastated by an accident... That takes place on the day of their matriarch. The day their matriarch is due to graduate from college, decades after leaving to raise her children. So it's got Ryan Reynolds, Willem Dafoe, Emily Watson, Carrie Ann Moss, Julia Roberts. Um, I'm going to miss Ian Griffud from Fantastic Four. Uh, Hayden Pantier. Trying to think who else. Uh, but it's got a huge. It's got a good cast. And it's actually really, it's a good kind of independent film drama that I thought was really good. I really enjoyed it. It actually came out on my birthday, like 2008. So yeah, like 11 years ago. Yeah. And I really wanted to see it, but it didn't go wide. So I had to wait till it came out, but it was, I really enjoyed it. Anyways, all of this basically trying to say is he makes good movies that, Nobody sees. And then he makes these kind of movies that... Everybody seems to find Yeah. <laughs> so, basically this movie starts out with... I want to kind of present day. And I had to say kind of present day because it starts off full of action. Action, action, action. Very, very quick edits. Cut scenes, whatever you want to call them. All the Bayisms. Yes, everything a Michael Bay movie has, minus robots, this movie has. It's very, his name is stylized action. It's almost, it's like it, it tries to be stylized, but then you're just like, uh. but then it goes to like flashbacks and it cuts to present day and it seems like the action in it tries to be. They spend like 20 minutes per character in the movie with their background and their story. Okay. Mind you, let's see here. The movie is two hours and seven minutes long. Figure six characters times 20. That's an hour right there. That's half the movie that's being used on background. When they could have just made an hour and a half movie, spent 15 minutes on background, just real quick, Background stuff. Do like um, Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> it's not really the best movie to draw from. No, but I know. from that area, <laughs> but from that aspect, yes, yeah. they did that part well. Yeah. 
just real quick. Just not. I mean, they don't need anything exciting or fancy. Just something quick. Yeah. Kind of get you an idea what the character, you know, what the character's like. Just do a Our motivations. Picture, their motivations are. Name, age, short background. Boom. Boom. Done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much, but they spent so much time. Um. So it kind of got distracting, because then you're like, well, wait, what? Where are we at in the story? Because some of the characters have met, some of the characters hadn't. And then you keep switching back for, like, well, is the character not just in this? And they don't, like, DA, like, they don't look younger. The time period doesn't really look much different. Yeah. So it adds to the confusion as to what's going on. And then you're like, well, okay, they're trying to make these scores and they're trying to take out these people, but you don't 100% know why. The last one you do, but everybody else leading up to you kind of. What's going on? Okay. I don't know. It just seems like it could have been... It just seems like a 15-year-old made it. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm just saying that's... To me, it just didn't seem like it's... It was made by a veteran director. Okay. Who's made tons of big-budget movies. It was more like um, someone just... This their first big... Like right out of film school. Yeah. And like, we got to do all the tricks. Yeah. Thank you for giving me... You know, hundreds of millions of dollars, so that I can basically do, do this. Okay. And yeah, it it was it was a little rough, but you know, it's if they would have like maybe taken out some of the cursing, some of the blood in it, York might have liked it. I mean, it's just a kind of a cheesier action movie, right? But no, so pretty much. I think the only people who are going to watch this are people that have already watched everything else on Netflix and they're like, yeah, I'll put this on. Or people that like Ryan Reynolds and yeah. will watch it. If you like Michael Bay, watch his old stuff. I recommend The Rock, even Con Air. Con 60 Seconds really and too bad. That's a Brian Conner, but I think that's Simon. No, Michael Bay did not do Con Air. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. No, but Go watch The Rockets, or even Auburn Geddon if you have to. But yeah, not the 90s Michael Bay, not the uh, face-off even. That's John Woo. All right, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Yeah. Even Bad Boys 1. Oh, yeah, the two bad, yeah. Watch those. Yeah. Don't don't watch this, please. All right, I'm done. Your turn. <laughs> please, give, us some good, give us some good news now. Um, I'll try. So, the first movie I want to talk about is called The Weeknd. I found absolutely no financial information on this. No budget, no kind of box office earnings, anything. But apparently this movie was released for a festival back in September 11th of 2018. And then was later released this year, September 13th, 2019. Limited release and streaming. So, it's on Amazon Prime. Um... Basically, I think Voodoo, you can buy okay. man. Um, <clears throat> so, this movie stars, yeah, Sashir Zameda, who's a comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on Saturday Night Live. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, she plays Zadie. You have Tony Bell as Bradford. Uh, DeWanda Wise as Margot. Uh, Elon Noel as uh, Aubrey. You may know him from the first Purge movie that came out. Okay. Uh, and Kim Whitley is Karen, who plays Zadie's mother. So basically, long story short, um, Sashir plays a comedian that goes on a weekend trip, a getaway with her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. Yeah, you heard that right. She's going on vacation for a weekend getaway with her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like an episode of The Office. Yeah, I mean, it just, it was a weird concept, but um, I watched the trailer for it. It looked interesting. I'd never heard about it before, but um, through the trailer, it starts off with uh, Bradford and Zadie talking in the car, and then his girlfriend comes up to the window, and basically, they kind of have this weird, weird interactive back, you know, just kind of uncomfortable, awkward type thing. Um and the getaway is apparently at like a bit uh, air, like an Airbnb mm-hmm. that her mother runs, and there's another guest that's staying, 
and that's kind of like her love interest. Um, it's it's an interesting movie. Like the, the humor in it is kind of witty. Some may get it, some may not. If you're familiar with uh, Shashir's stand up, it's pretty much like her stand up type okay. comedy. And um, it was an interesting movie. Like I liked it. Yeah. It's very low budget. They can tell. Maybe maybe a couple million. Maybe. Okay. Um, but I liked it. I don't know if everybody will. I looked on um, Rotten Tomatoes. It actually has a 85% Rotten Tomatoes oh, okay. score. And then as far as the um, audience, it's 47%. So so it's kind of... Eh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But I liked it. I think it's at least worth checking out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will see. I wish it was in the theater because I would like to have seen it there. Yeah. But um, but I thought it was pretty decent. Well, yeah, because that I mean it's always better. It's kind of hard to watch newer movies when you're when you're the. Um, it's kind of hard to watch newer movies when. Without another audience to kind of get with other audience people, right. Right. to uh, to kind of get an idea of what's how other people are reacting to it. True. So it's kind of hard to, especially when you, when the percentage is like that. Right. It's hard to figure out which is which. Like, I mean, like with their actual responses, like, did they laugh the same parts you did? Yeah. I, did they find it just funny? Because yeah, I read or, some reviews. Some liked it. But, like, the overall, like, IMDb has a 4.6 out of 10. Okay. But, of course, uh, Rotten Tomatoes 85%. And that's right. the... Yeah. Cut, so, I don't know. So, I it may not be for everybody. Yeah. Just kind of was. Yeah. I don't think it's for everybody, but I did, I did enjoy it. Okay. I liked it. Uh, next movie, Spies in Disguise. Okay. Uh, I took my daughter to see this. It wasn't really much playing, so I just asked her, like, hey, you want to see Spies in Disguise? She's like, sure. And um, it was it was kind of, we were going to go see it at Green Hills, but, of course, this movie was a little more popular than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had to go to Opry Mills, and, of course, she's, you know, traffic is horrible. Yes. Uh, but this movie had a release date, Christmas Day, December 25th. Uh, Runtime was 102 minutes. The I did not find a budget, so with it being animated, I'm sure it was could be anywhere between 50 to 100. Million. Yeah, but uh, as far as the box office goes, domestically it was a uh, 20 little over 22 million. International box office was 16 million with the grand total of a little over 38 million. So I'd say maybe the budget was maybe a little more than that. Okay, but um. So, well, actually, the opening weekend was $13 million. So, but uh, as far as uh, what it's about, the world's best spy is turned into a pigeon, and he must rely on his high-tech um, <clears throat> tech officer to save the world. So, as shown in the trailer, he's talking to a scientist played by Tom Holland, voiced by okay. Tom Holland. It's Will Smith playing the, uh, Lance, who's the uh, spy. Yeah. And... Um, he takes a drink of something, thinking that it's just water, because he's annoyed by the guy, and he just takes a drink and turns into a pigeon. Okay. So, um, there's something they didn't show in the trailer, so I don't, I don't really want to okay. give that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a reason why he goes seeking him out. He wants to be invisible, but the guy says, "Hey, being a pigeon is pretty much invisible because pigeons are everywhere, but nobody really pays attention to him." Right. So now, as a pigeon, he must go on this journey to try to. Fight the bad guy okay. as a pigeon and try to get along with this uh, tech guy who he finds annoying. Right. But um, I did find it entertaining, funny, a little weird. It is better than Frozen 2. Oh, that's good. Um, Adam's Family, which I think are the only two animated movies I watched this year. Yeah. Unless you want to count Lion King, but that's more, it was considered live action. Right. Whatever. But, um... I wasn't really a fan as far as the animation of the characters, but like some of the background settings were pretty yeah. good. Um, I think it's a good family movie. So, um, yeah, I mean, without spoiling anything, I think it's a pretty good family movie okay. compared to what we have right now. Okay. Well, yeah. Which isn't much. <laughs> I mean, and you know, with January coming around and kids coming back to school, yeah, there's probably not going to be a whole lot. Um, Especially, oh, February, maybe. I don't think there's anything coming out in January. Ooh. I don't know. You know what? I consult the folder. The folder, which 
I have January 2020 planned out. Let's see here. Yeah, not taking any of the kids to see The Grudge. So, um, no. Yeah, that might not go over too well. Let's see. Like a Boss might be the closest thing. Dr. Doolittle, January 17th. So, kids will go to that one. I mean, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, just I'd Robert Downey, yeah, sure. Just to see him with something different from Iron Man. And Gretel and Hansel is... Or, yeah. It's a horror movie, not a kid's movie. So, yeah, um, we are... We will not be... Uh, we're not be taking him to see that either. I don't know. Grayson's got me the Annabelle, so I mean, maybe we will. Who knows? You never know. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, no, we just. Grayson does like. She's wanting me to watch. She's wanting to watch Abominable again. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, it's a sign that she really liked it, but I red boxed it, so I guess that means I have to go get it. But at least you. Wanting to watch it compared to Frozen, which she oh didn't bring God. it up. She hadn't brought it up since. <laughs> However, she has sung Let It Go in her own. I think she, like, I'm like, I hope, I, I try to tell Ruth, I go, listen, I think she got in. I said, I don't think that's juice in her cup. <laughs> you might need a, she might have gotten into my wine. I don't know about it. Make yeah, sugar yeah. In there. <laughs> so you might, you never know. You might want to. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, so, so the big one, Star Wars, dun, 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 the Rise dun. of Skywalker. There you go. So this movie had a release date of December twentieth. Mm-hmm. Runtime one hundred and forty-two minute, but one hundred and forty-two minutes. And the budget for it was two hundred million. Domestic gross, a little over three hundred forty-one million. That's good. <laughs> uh, worldwide gross was seven hundred and four million. Wow. So it's. Definitely made that back. So this is the third movie in the sequel trilogy. And the way I looked at it, it kind of tries to, um, I guess, clean up some of the mishaps from The Last Jedi. Because you had J.J. Abrams direct Force Awakens, and another director came in and did Last Jedi. And now J.J. Abrams is back and said, well, everything I set up in Force Awakens, you kind of turned it upside down, so now i got to... Try to clean this up as best I can, but, you know, I liked it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think if you're big in Star Wars, like you just watch everything, read all the books, and are just deep into the lore, you might not like it. Okay. If you're more casual with your approach, okay, I think you'll be able to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Because I've watched, watched some people's reviews. Uh, one person, two of them. Are really big on Star Wars, and they had mixed feelings about it. One was like, no. One was like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's what I've been hearing. Like I've heard mostly good. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you hear it. Yeah. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. I think uh, was it last at fifty six percent. I don't know. I didn't read the read up on that. Because I, um, I think I texted you that before the movie came out. I was like. Oh, bro, this is not a good sign. <laughs> right. Um, I will say that with the reshoots that they talked about, yeah. I was worried because the most recent movie that I watched that we both watched with reshoots, Dark Phoenix, didn't turn out well at all. No. <laughs> but um, it, I was surprised. I, I mean, it was better than I would have expected considering all the reshoots they had. Um. I guess some things you well, you already know from the trailer, Palpatine's back. Yeah. So, but I won't it's, talk about why he's back or what how he fits into everything. If you watch it, you'll find out. Yeah. Uh, we learn a little more about Ray. Um, I will say she's a bit OP, but what she's been since the beginning, she's she's very overpowered. I guess. Oh, overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Overpowered. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess I know OPP, but I don't know OP. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, as far as these these prequel, the the sequel trilogy, yeah. this is the first one that I actually want to see again. Okay, I actually wouldn't mind seeing again. So just without spoiling much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because so yeah, I know a lot of I know the. Uh, oops, sorry. I know the just hit the mic. 
put salt at the board microphone. Sorry, microphone. Um, I know for me the like I've I don't count the prequels at all. Like at I, I just don't. They're I like Revenge of the Sith. That was the one that I was like, okay, I like this. I was glad because it was the last one. Because I knew they couldn't go anywhere after that. <laughs> I just like it because it got to the point. Yeah. This is what we're here for. Boom. Yeah. Cool. I was just, uh. I tried watching the first prequel movie yesterday. <laughs> I could. It just, it, I just, I really just literally was losing interest more and more as I got into it. I was. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so, 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 so bad. The acting. I've I, I really noticed the acting. When I was watching, I was like, I, I don't think I really saw this all the way through because I was seeing things that I didn't remember seeing or my mind just wiped it out. Yeah. <laughs> Had a Jedi wipe or something. Yeah. I prefer Ray Parks as as uh, Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe movies than I do as Darth Maul okay. because I actually don't mind the G.I. Joe movies because I know they're not trying to be anything more than what they are. Yeah. Star Wars is trying to be Star Wars. And whew, that movie was tough. Um, one thing I was watching a review that the reviewer brought up that the sequel trilogy seemed like they didn't really have a plan. Seems you a little think? inconsistent. Yeah. And even though the prequel trilogy was bad, at least it was consistent. Because they knew what they had to do. Yeah, like was, they knew. I mean, they knew where to. They knew where it had to end. Yeah. Like they knew where. Well, we got. We know we have to. At some point, get to the point of him being Darth Vader, or just even, even yeah. I mean, at some point in three movies, you had to get there. Yeah, but here, just like like I like the movie, but I can nitpick it. Yeah, I can nitpick right. the mess out of, it, but it still doesn't mess my enjoyment up. Okay. Um. Yeah. Been- See, and my thing is, so Last Jedi, I'm trying to figure out why everybody hates it so much. Like, I don't dislike it. It's not my favorite. I still think Force Awakens is my favorite out yeah. of the two because I haven't seen the third one yet. Yeah. But I don't I don't know why people dislike it so much. I don't know if it's just because it's not what they were wanting it. That's not what they were wanting Luke's character to be or to be like. Yeah. I haven't figured that out because I'm like, eh. I think it just kind of seemed like, you know, like I said, J.J. Abrams yeah. did the first one, Force Awakens. Then when the new director came in, he went to a whole, did little things a little different. Yeah. Like everything that was set up in Force Awakens, they just kind of like, eh, we're going to do something different. Like, But how much is the director and how much is the script, though? Because well, you're always, I mean, because you got to start somewhere. True. So the producers had to be like, okay, we're going to, this is where, where we're wanting to do for this film. Go write it. I'm thinking J.J. Abrams even produced on Last Jedi. So yeah, because he, well, he always got the credit. Okay. You know. So he might not actually had a hand, but he put his name yeah, on he, it. Yeah, yeah. Got his name on it because he's going to get that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't stupid. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I like it, but I don't, like, I'm trying to, I always, every time I rewatch it, I go, trying to figure out what it is that bugs me about this movie and i hadn't been able to figure it out other than the whole part of ray on the island like i don't care about ray this is sad like in that movie i didn't care about ray yeah uh, i cared about poe dameron and john and uh finn even that relationship seemed kind of man maybe that's what it is they just didn't develop the relationships that got started in the first one yeah and they didn't because then this one you kind of wonder, like, are they really friends? Yeah. Because it just didn't... That, that kind of chemistry didn't Right. Seem, so that that's a nitpick there. Then Finn, yeah. you know, uh, in Force Awakens, they kind of show that he may be Force-sensitive. Yeah. He wielded a lightsaber. Yep. And then in Last Jedi, they sent him on a mission <laughs> in a casino. I know, right? So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I can see why, in a way, yeah. that one. <laughs> there's things about that movie, why um, people didn't like that one. But um, I mean, they try to correct some things in this one. Yeah, of course, correct. Yeah. <coughs> and we both know they're going to make another one. I okay. mean, they say they're done. It's It makes money. It probably won't be like 
this main storyline, no. but it's going to it's still yeah, going to be yeah. Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. They even, I think they even hinted at something they may do either a show or another Star Wars story type movie. It was good seeing the Billy D. Williams as Lando. Yep. Cool. Have his Colt forty five in the cup holder. That would have been cool. Yep. They I would think so. They could have put in a little they, space age. They, they could have just put like a random name and then instead of a forty five put fifty four. You know, yeah. just just something, something. like Bolt forty four or fifty four yeah. or something like that. <laughs> would be funny. Or just have a framed, or have just have a vintage Colt forty five gun. Boom! That would have worked, bro. That would have yeah. worked. All right, I'm available for the next movie. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll help. I'll help punch up the script. <laughs> but uh, overall, since yeah, I liked it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, York and I are gonna go see it tomorrow. 4DX. Da, da, da. That's gonna be interesting. It should be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and usually I don't want to see movies. I want to see movies in you know, just regular yeah. standard form and then go back and, you know, uh, rewatch it with whatever sort of gimmick. Yeah. That's what I call it. I'm sure they, I'm sure studios, I'm sure theaters love it when, it when you call it a gimmick, but that's what it is. Pretty much it. But so, if I see it again, that's probably the way I'm going to see it. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to do that because it'll be York's second time and I think that'll make it more entertaining for him. He's excited about it because I told him kind of what all it does, and um, be a lot of water effects. At least oh yeah. Part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On that cool. one island, yeah. Really cool. <clears throat> well, cool, man. Um, let's see here. Moving on to trailers, uh, we've got a new, an actual trailer trailer for Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet. Oh, yeah. So, which looks with John David Washington. So. Yeah, they showed that. I think when I went to see Star Wars, they showed that trailer. Okay. Definitely. Because the first, the little teaser, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. But now i got a little more idea of what it's about. So yeah. It looks, looks like it's going to be good. Um, and then uh, The Gentleman, which is Guy Ritchie's new movie, which, Lord, let's hope it's, like, speaking of directors that need to get back to their old way of making movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one looks like it's kind of... You know, got it's got gangsters and it, you know, and so Matthew McConaughey in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a bunch of other people. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's gonna be like that, so it won't be like Aladdin or Robin Hood or <laughs> just keep going. But yeah, even if it's more like Sherlock Holmes, I'd be okay with that. Okay. But I hadn't seen his movie, his versions of those movies, okay. so. It's not a remake. Yeah. It's not on previous material. So, okay. fingers crossed. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic as always. Yeah. Um, the next one's Downhill with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. Looks like a family movie. Skiing and all that. So. Yeah. Respect uh, with Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin. Okay. Yeah, biopic. I think so. And uh, I believe it's a horror movie, The Woman in the Window. So it's very rear window vibes. But it's not. There's <laughs> no rear window. It's not a remake of that or at all. But you know, <laughs> that's guess. all I thought about watching the trailer. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'll be the first one to tear that movie apart. So I'll be like, oh, I mean. Not rear window. Okay, let's make a pros and cons. Yeah. How it is and how it isn't. We'll talk about it for days. Because trying to tell me you're not trying to rip off Hitchcock. And let's go. I'll go toe-to-toe with you. Let's do that. Yep. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. All right, man. Um, so, yeah. So, coming up, uh, obviously, New Year's. And then, probably switch my calendar around. The only thing coming out January 3rd is the... The new The Grudge movie, because we need a new Grudge movie. My daughter kind of wants to see that. Does she? I said, I'll watch it first, just to make sure, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Then, uh, let's see, the week after, Underwater with, uh, I think that's Kristen Stewart one. Yeah. Um, Just Mercy, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a Boss 
They've been showing that trailer for too long. Which one is that? That's the, was it Tiffany Haddish or somebody? Okay. Our partners, they get Some end up working for. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the Informer, which I already forgot who's in that one. And then 17th goes Dr. Doolittle, Bad Boys for Life. Yep, yep. Yep, and uh, Weathering with You, which I think is a drama, but it looks interesting. So it's the next three weeks of movies. And then, and then get caught up on your get up, get caught up on your awards shows. Yes. Movies that should hopefully be dropping too, or going wide at least. Um. So last, I guess the last thing to bring up is uh, this one. You know, uh, our. New Year, new episode, best worst of 2019, and also the episode where we kind of go over the what's been nominated for the Golden Globes. Um, we'll, I promise to get the website updated. I noticed that I'm, I think I'm three or four episodes behind on our website, so I've got some work to do. Yeah, I got some work to do, um, but it shouldn't take too long. Yeah. And then we'll have a ballot put up on our Facebook fan page, so everybody can uh, fill it out. And re you know resubmit it, put it on the. I'll uh, have a thread where you can post yours on the thread. Okay. Follow along with us. Golden Globes are January fifth, so a week from tonight actually. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we will uh, we'll go over that, see how everybody does, and we'll, I guess we will talk to you guys next time. For myself, Jeff Hall, and Patrick Terry, we uh, happy wishing, happy uh, movie watching. <laughs> happy New Year. Yep. Oh yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> Silly me. <man. laughs>